Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the quick hitter version of Catch and Shoot 2.0. Along with Aaron Berlin, I am Otto Strong. Our featured conversation this week is with the Athletics senior writer, Anthony Slater, who covers the Golden State Warriors. So we're going to talk about Steph Curry passing Will Chamberlain on the Warriors all-time scoring list. We're going to talk about Steph Curry's impact that he still has with the game. And we're going to talk about one major thing that he is still wanting to do. Okay, so Monday night, Steph Curry becomes the Warriors' all-time leading scorer. Um, drops 53 points, still obviously doesn't style, as only Steph can. <laughs> uh, Anthony, tell us, like, what was the moment like? What was, what was uh, you know, Steph's place in history? Tell us, yeah, tell us it all. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny because with a moment like this that you know is coming weeks in advance, um, you know, you set up different, uh, you know, news items to drop. And, and you know, Marcus Thompson, my coworker, had a story that we were going to publish when it happened. We had a more of like a breaking news item that was like, you know, breaking down the moment. What does it mean for Steph and the franchise, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, all right, he needs 19 points. Probably think of third quarter, you know, mm-hmm. and <laughs> 10 minutes. I think there was like 130 left in the first quarter. And you knew it early. It was like three, 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 and he had nine already. You're like, oh, he's 10 away. And there's like still eight minutes left in the first quarter. And and you also know with Steph, when he has three threes early, like this is going to be a huge night. And yeah, he had I think he had 21 in the first quarter, um, which in some ways was nice to just get that drama out of the way early because it was still kind of an important game for them. You know, they're they're trying to claw their way um, you know, into better play in positioning. Um, the Nuggets were in town, which was was kind of the highlight of the homestand. And, you know, at least the funny thing is at halftime, he had 30 and they're down five because it's been the problem all season. The, the bench is not playing well. I think they had one of eight shooting and three points while Steph had 30 points at half, but stabilized in the third quarter. He has 53. They get a nice win. And when you get a nice win, you get more of a celebratory post game, uh, which included he came in to the post game with like the number behind him. Chris Mullen was on the post game Zoom and like, delivered a congratulations message from like former players it was it was definitely a cool moment for him and uh you know anytime you're beating Wilt Chamberlain and any type of scoring record is pretty impressive that, that, exactly and, you know I think what, what happens in moments like this you know you you go back you look at the records and okay you know past you know, if it was any other guy you know step passes someone on the list but passes a guy who scored you know, average per game, 41.5. I mean, what Steph did scoring-wise in 12 seasons, Will did in six seasons. Yeah, I, mean, I saw that. It's just crazy. Yeah, I saw that stat last night, and it was like, I think it, it put the games up, like how many games it took mm-hmm. uh, to get to the number. And like, Steph was 700, like 20-something, yeah. which, you know, it, it was high points per game. You know, his is quite impressive itself, but it was like next to Will. I think it was in the 400s, like maybe low 400s. It was like 41.5 points per game. That's just, I, I can't even fathom something and that's the funny thing about will like all we remember steph is as a warrior 
It's 12 seasons only there. He's probably only going to play yeah. there. Yeah. Will like the Warriors are just like a little subsection <laughs> right. of his history. And, and I mean, he held off Steph Curry for 12 seasons. That just shows you just what he did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have any personal anecdotes about, about Steph? Just, just kind of either off of the, the, the moment or, or stuff that has kind of, you know, led up to led up to this moment. Yeah. Um, you know, he, so I used to cover the thunder, um, and he was like by the end by the end of the durant era which is what i covered the end of the durant era uh he was kind of the the he was on the rival team that really kind of you know threw the final dagger in the warriors heart i can remember being you know five feet away basically they put us on the scores table in oklahoma city from that 40 foot game winning dagger which was probably the signature moment of that unanimous mvp season and when his uh like the fandom around him was a, a fever pitch yeah and i you know oklahoma city is like a loyal fan base they did not like the warriors generally and like that it was never an arena where you would go in and opposing fans would take it over and i do remember that season when steph was on his run uh there was just tons of little kids in steph curry jerseys i'd never seen so many opposing jerseys in that arena and then i went to cover the warriors the next season yes they were the beatles they had stars everywhere the coach is a superstar draymond green you know kevin durant was now there uh, but didn't matter every arena you went to it was just just so many like kids between the ages of like eight and 16 all wearing like steph curry jersey under armor shorts steph curry shoes and like just this uh, generation of kids that age that saw the way he was playing, uh, it, it's it, it was unbelievable at the time. It it still remains, but I just do remember it at that time. And I can remember a few times, you know, I'm having a conversation with him, you know, pregame locker room, and you know, he's as normal a guy as you can meet. And then you're walking out of the tunnel, and the sight of him, like you know, these kids like start shrieking and like shaking. It it, it was weird to be around him and know how normal he is and then you know go into the public environment with him and see like the reactions he would cause uh wow. and it, even to him sometimes it was like this is this is kind of a little weird that that i caused this reaction from people. yeah yeah like, I, and i'm going to take a second to second you on that because I, I, for for a number of years i was working basketball beat for espn magazine and on occasion would get down to to you know a game at the garden which is again as you know not a place that, that visiting uh players tend to get a lot of a lot of depth and same thing kids with the little 30 jerseys and and all of it and going going bonkers and time mixed shots so so yeah I, I i totally get you i remember one time in new orleans we go to a practice um and you know it's empty arena but uh there's like four kids all in steph jerseys who are like allowed in practice so i was like oh this is kind of interesting and it was like, oh, yeah, that's Drew Brees' kids. Steph Curry's, <laughs> Steph Curry's like, the, their favorite athlete. And they're all wearing Steph Curry jerseys, just mesmerized by him. I was like, and this is Drew Brees' like, four kids right here. This is, uh, it just shows you kind of the reach he had. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. Uh, I know there's a lot to talk about the Warriors, but I want to touch on, on one other thing with, with Steph. So uh, phenomenal career. Interesting career in that a guy of his stature hasn't actually played for an Olympic team. You know, he played for, played for the FIBA squads that won gold medals in, in 2010 and 2014, but uh, pulled, out of, pulled out of the Brazil games because he got, you know, because he got hurt. So what, what do you think, has he, has he uh, you, you follow him close, more, obviously more closely than we do, is, he, is, he, is that something he's looking to do? Is it something he's looking yeah. to get on the resume? 
Yeah, he really wanted to do it in 2020. Uh, the bro- I remember he so he breaks the hand in what that would have been like November of 2019, right. and he was really pushing to get back to get back into the season and get a, get a rhythm again. And like you know, but at the time the Warriors had, had crashed out into mm-hmm. the lottery, and he. Um, he, but he part of the reason he wanted to get back is he wanted to gain a rhythm because he really wanted to check that box gold medal, get the experience. It's more than just like go win a gold medal to put it on my resume. It's like, you know, a cool experience to be yep. in the Olympics and to win with USA on your chest. So he really wanted to play in 2020. We all know that never happened. 2020 didn't happen. I do expect him if it's at all possible from a health perspective and just globally possible to even play the games he's going to try to, to get in. He wants to be on that team. Um, Steve Kerr's on the coaching staff and uh, you know, I know him and Popovich know that, that if Curry can play, he, he will, he'll be one of the signature players on the team. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Uh, uh, last, last Curry question before we, before we uh, talk about other topics. So uh, what do you think is more likely to, that he'll get next? Do you think uh, another NBA title or another MVP? Which one, which one do you think is more likely to happen? Man, um, I don't necessarily think either is that possible. Um, I this, you know, he's at a, he he's having an MVP type season this sure. year. They just don't have, they just don't have the uh, capabilities around him, and nobody's going to vote him MVP as like a nine seed. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, I I could I would I'll say MVP next season would, would seem like maybe his last chance. He is elongating his prime. He's proven to be in enough, you know, physical shape. He's stronger, but really it's the cardiovascular. The guy can run around. I, I, I don't know the tracking stats off the top <laughs> of my head, but I mean, the way he just runs around offensively is uh, unlike anything in the NBA. And I, I don't know that they're going to get back to title. Con- like they'll probably, maybe we'll consider them a fringe title contender next year, but like Clay Thompson off two just massive injuries. Draymond Green's offensive game has declined. Um, we'll see. I mean, we'll see how they reconstruct the roster. If they try to use the Wiseman piece and the Minnesota draft pick to, to get more win now help in, but I could, I'll say MVP to your question because I could see them being, in that like four or five, three, four, five seed mix next season where maybe that doesn't lead to a title, but it's good enough to where if he has just a, a monster productive season, like he's having right now, he's second in the NBA because of this recent scoring events, he's now over 30 points per game uh, on unbelievable efficiency. That's MVP type stuff if you're in the three, four, five range. And I could see him doing that another season. So I'll go MVP. And if you'd like to hear more from Anthony Slater, check out the full version of Catch and Shoot 2.0, courtesy of Pure Hoops Media. You can also see the video version of Catch and Shoot Quick Hitter on the Pure Hoops Media YouTube channel. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.